0: Welcome to the Bob Boom Podcast. I'm Troy, and today we have a special guest with us. We have Ruben, who is the writer for Illusion Witch. Ruben, how's it
1: going, man? It's it's going good. It's going good. I can't complain. Can't complain at all. Thank you for having me.
0: Yeah, we're super pumped to have you here. Through the power of Instagram Reels, we found you. And I was like, this looks like a cool comic book. Let's see how can I find it. Let's see maybe if you can be a guest on the show. And I'm glad you were able to come
1: on. Yeah, I'm glad you found me. I'm glad that that that, that the reels are doing something, right? <laughs> yeah, that's what we want. That's what we want. Exactly. And Ruben, you, this isn't the first
0: comic you've had. You've done things to where Comicsology has said you're a breakout hit. You've written The Agency. You've done Pray for Angels. Uh, you've done Fury. This, this isn't your first one. You've done quite a bit in the past.
1: Yeah, I've actually uh, I've been writing and creating comic books and self-publishing comics since since 2014. So I started with the agency and very shortly after I was hired to adapt a screenplay uh, called Pray for Angels, which is kind of a a retelling of the Jack the Ripper story through like a vampire lens in Victorian Paris instead of London. So I thought it was a really cool like continuation. It's a really cool, unique story. Yeah. And uh, and I had a lot of fun adapting that got to work with the really great artist named Sajad Shah. And yeah, just you know, that kind of led to me building my circle, starting a small indie publishing label called uh, Think Like Productions, and then from there spent a few years kind of trying to expand the world of the agency and going through some some personal stuff that kind of stopped me from like creating new things. But yeah, just about two years ago, or maybe, I don't know, or what is it, 2022? Yeah, maybe around 2018, the late, late 2018, early 2019, I got with my my good friend Casey Bowker, and we co-created in Fairy. And shortly after, I relaunched the agency uh, through Kickstarter. Did very well there. And then I said, you know what, I, I feel like I need to tell a new story. And that's kind of where The Illusion Witch was born.
0: Yeah. And I also found out when I was trying to do some research on The Illusion Witch, I found the Kickstarter page. Mm-hmm. Tell us a little bit more about the Illusion Witch. I mean, I've read the first three issues. I thought they were great. What what Thank made you want to write the Illusion Witch?
1: Well, I mean, the Kickstarter thing yeah, it's always it's always nerve wracking. So you never know like what people are going to gravitate towards. So I knew I wanted to tell a story that was going to be personal and that had a message, so to speak. This the the, the subject matter that I wanted to approach is uh, is very. Human and uh, but I knew that it had to be larger than life, so so that I, I kind of just started playing with that idea. I wrote the illusion, which because I think we all have a, a way of processing death and uh, and loss, and uh, we all process it in, in in a wide variety of ways, and I wanted to specifically tell a story of somebody who kind of passed away along with the person or people that they cared about. You know, even though that they were still living here on Earth and, and very much alive, they weren't really living their life. That's where Adia Locke was born. On the top layer, she's a world-famous illusionist, has everything that you can possibly want. But inside, she's she's pretty broken.
0: Yeah, that's definitely evident from the first, I think, issue, really. Like, great setup, definitely, to find that character. And you've moved the story along pretty far, I think, for just three issues, and as I was reading them, I was like, all right, cool. We got this. We got this. We got this. And then I got to the, end of the third issue. and I was like, wait, we got to have more. Like, I wanted more of it. And I was like, why are we only doing three issues? I found your other Kickstarter for four and five. And I'm excited to read more. And you've said it before, like, you've worked on several other series in the past. And on the Kickstarter page, mm-hmm. this one's mentioned as being a mini-series. Mm-hmm. What made you want to do a mini-series with it?
1: I think subject matter was was the biggest thing. You know, like you said, in the first three issues, I unpack a lot. But I also leave a lot of the world-building stuff on the cutting room floor because the story is more personal towards Adia. So I give you enough about the world where you can kind of imagine or put the pieces together of why she's, you know, what where she is and how this world kind of operates. but it was it was important for me to be able to get across the journey that Addie is going on. And I feel like if you take 10, 20 issues of retrospect, right, of her kind of looking into herself, then you might lose certain readers unless you're packing it full of different adventures and different things. And again, it's it, it, for me, it wasn't like a side quest mission kind of story. It was more along the lines of a beginning, middle, and end. And Addie had to go on that journey. So the miniseries kind of felt the best way to do that is to to tell Adia's story. But Sarai is a really big place, you know? So if people tend to enjoy this, this series and want to know more about Sarai, then it, it does lend itself for me to go back and tell different stories through different lenses.
0: I love that. Mini-series are some of the favorite series that I like to read because one, there's not that many in there. So I got to make sure I grab every single one of them. It's not mm-hmm. a huge commitment. And to your point, like, Every single issue is going to play directly to the bigger picture for sure. I'm definitely glad you went with the miniseries just because it's something I automatically gravitate to. And it's going to help, I think, if someone's reading this and relates to it, you're going to hopefully find some of that the closure that maybe the comic will give all the characters along with it too. Because all the characters, from my viewpoint, I'm like, man, I can definitely relate to One, two, almost all of them from some point in time in my life. And I'll probably go back and read all three of those again with some of the inspiration that you've shared with us and be like, all right, now I need to think about why someone's thinking this or why they're going through this. Because there's some stuff that with Adia that just like clicked with me. I'm like, wow, dang, that's definitely relatable a lot more than it was before. So with all the stuff you've worked on in the past—are there any influences from the previous stories you've written that we might see
1: in *The Illusion Witch*? There's a there's a small Easter egg in in issue three where Adia—it's right in the beginning where Adia uh, where and tells Adia that she she won't be able to run from this situation, and that kind of triggers a flashback for her to a conversation that she had with her son, who has now passed away, Hunter. The scene starts with Adia giving Hunter two action figures and the action figures are actually uh, Riley Dean and AO, and Agent AO from, um, from the agency. So I'm slowly but surely kind of starting to do little things like that because now I've, I've built enough, you know, and, and written enough characters and worlds that I can kind of hide things here and there to where if you, if you read all of my stuff, you know, then you might, you might catch it. Or if you go back and, and like, if the illusion which takes you to to me and, and all my other work, and you pick up the agency, you might you know see that and be like, wait a second, that looks familiar, and you go back to the illusion Witch and see that. So uh, I have a good friend of mine who was the editor on the first issue, uh, Chris Walk, who calls it the Romero verse. Um, so so I'm just you know, I don't I don't officially call it that, but but it's definitely something that I'm building out, you know. For sure, and I love seeing little Easter
0: eggs like that the agency and pray for angels. Once I saw the, the covers and a little bit of the synopsis about them, I was like, all right, these are going to probably be some of the next things I'm going to start reading. And now that I know there's some little Easter eggs in there, and that's just one of them from illusion, Wish. you know, I'll keep my eye a right. little bit more pure for those. <laughs> issue three is the last one that I was able to read. Uh, issue mm-hmm. four and five are going to be coming out and issue three, pretty big cliffhanger. And mm-hmm. I was like, what? I mean, I'm hopefully the, I know the Kickstarter like already finished for it. And as soon yeah. as I read that, I was like, all right, I need to find out how can I donate? How can I make four or five happen? So, excellent writing on your part. But, what are some things that we can expect to see uh, or some hints that you might be able to give for issues four and five? And with it being a mini series, how many issues do you think you're going to be going with? I, like we said, it's not, it's a limited run, it's not going to be
1: 20. Right, Um no, it's it's it is five issues. It's a five issue series. Issue four is a little bit longer, slightly longer than than the first three issues. And then issue five is probably what you could call a not a not a giant size, but it does, I believe, get close to the 40, 40 page count. So, and I didn't want to break them up, you know, because I because because again, it was it's not about filler or anything I can. I could, right? easily, um in terms of of just, Story components. There could be more action or fights. I could draw out the fights and and maybe cut issue issue five into two issues. But it's just it was one of those things where like again, I just I, I I wanted you to go through that journey with her and 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 it needed to be organic. It didn't it, it you didn't need any filler for you to go step away from that and and so you can feel, you know, satisfied. I, I felt like so uh, so yeah, it's five issues. You know, with with the release coming out, you got book one coming out next month, or in a couple of weeks, actually. Yeah, well, next month in on June fifteenth comes out in stores through Behemoth. So th- that's going to release monthly. And that was the other thing too. It was uh, very early on. Behemoth, you know, reached out to me in terms of, of picking up the book. So I knew that Kickstarter is like so hit or miss that I you don't know when that well is going to dry up. Yeah. So. I knew I had to keep it short and sweet, but I always went to it knowing that it was going to be five or six issues max. And then when I just started writing issue five, I was like, "Well, if I break this here, the rest, uh, you know, issue six is, is is almost going to feel like a, a, a very lengthy epilogue that that again, I don't I don't feel is necessary.
0: I'm glad you're not breaking it up because issue two and three was definitely a page-turner. And now that I know that four and five are a little bit bigger, then I know, ooh, all right, cool. I'm going to get that closure. I don't need to be like, all right, hurry, hurry, hurry. What's going to happen next? Uh, And I'm I'm super happy that Bikinous picked up the comic for you. It's a great story. There's also great art uh, in this as well. How did you go about getting the team to make this comic? Like, obviously, you wrote it and you assembled the team for it. How'd you go about that?
1: In terms of, like I said, I mean, I've been doing this since 2014. So, but with Andrea, uh, in terms of my pencil and Ink Sky, the artist of the book, it was one of those things where I wanted somebody that that I had never worked with. So I just, I put a couple posts up on DeviantArt. I got a bunch of people sending me their portfolios. And the minute that I read Andrea, I first, I thought it was a female. So I thought, oh, that's interesting. That would be cool. Having a female artist doing a female-centric book. So I looked in the portfolio, I saw all this great art and we, I reached out, we started talking and then like halfway into the conversation, I realized that Andrea was, was not a, a female, it was a guy um, and he's out of Italy and, uh, and it was, I'm so glad that I made the mistake because I, I was really looking for a female artist to bring Adia to life and, and the world to right a life, but I just couldn't turn away, I couldn't turn down Andrea. So I, was, I got lucky, you know, it was a post on DeviantArt and he just so happened to respond. My colorist, uh, Ph. Uh, he's he does work on in fairy, so I just felt like it was natural to bring him on. He knows the kind of stuff I'm looking for, so that was an easy that was an easy plug. And uh, Dave Lentz was another new recruit who does the letters. Uh, luckily, I was ranting and raving about another creator's book called Midnight Highway by Mike Teener and Alex Mayday and i was like oh i'm in love with everything about this book the letters the blah blah and he reached out to me and i played it cool at first and uh, i was <laughs> like oh what 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 books have you done and he was like well i just did midnight highway i was like i know man you're hired um so so you know i just didn't want to fanboy out but uh, but yeah no i got really lucky and all of them you know i i i gave my spiel you know my coach my let's go get them speech to all of them in the beginning, and um, whether they took it to heart or they were like, this guy's nuts, I don't know, you know, uh, but they've shown just as much love and dedication and passion to the story and the book as I as as I have, and I think that that's why that that translates. I think that when you look at it, you see a book that, you know, belongs on a comic book shelf, you know, and when you open it, you can say, okay, this this can come from any, you know, this could have came from the big two, big three, however you want to look at it, and not know the difference, so I was very fortunate.
0: Not only is it a great story, but aesthetically, it's Great, amazing as well too. And as we wrap up with what's happening on in Sarai in issues four and five, what's next for you? Are are we gonna write more about Sarai? It sounds like it's a pretty big place, or are there other projects you're gonna be diving into?
1: Yeah, um, we've got I've got some stuff lined up. I mean, as far as going back to Sarai, there's there's an idea that I have to tell another story uh, with Adia and these this set of characters that I think will be cool. We just got to wait to see how this does. Uh, so maybe there's an illusion, which part two, and there are, you know, that that particular world came from another kind of RPG thing that I was me and me and Casey were toying with until uh, I found out about a little book called die. And, uh, and I started reading that and I was like, okay, this is, I was kind of walking the same line, you know? So I was like, let, how do I keep this? And, and I think I, we figured it out. I think we figured it out in turn. Cause it's more, Goonies-esque, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, you know, uh, coming of age, young adult, kids, kind of RPG story. But again, I don't know just yet because we've got, I've got other things coming in. We, we just finished writing a screenplay called Teacher Suck, which is uh, our love letter to uh, John Hughes and 80s vampire movies. It, it centers in around a group of misfit teens who end up uh, in detention on Halloween night, which is like the biggest night in their town, while their school is having an all-night dance. And unbeknownst to anybody, two vampires come to dig up this ancient vampire god who was buried under the school like centuries ago. And the only ones who figure it out are the kids who are in detention. So they got a band together, become friends, and stop the vampires. So we're, we, we finished that. Um, that actually got us representation through the Tobias Literary Agency. So we're rep screenwriters now. Nice. So we were like, you know what, let's, let's strike while the iron's hot and let's adapt this thing into a graphic novel. One shot, you know, just one beginning, middle, and end, one book. And uh, we're doing that with an artist called RJ Silvers. Dave Lentz will be lettering and creating the logo for the book. And we're looking to publish. Maybe we go to Kickstarter, maybe, just to have fun, just to see what rewards we can come up with. That would be cool. But yeah, the book's going to be a ton of fun. We think people are going to love it. It's a comedy. It's a coming of age, um, it, vampires, horror, uh, tongue-in-cheek stuff. Like, it's just, it, it's got all of it. So we, we're, we're really looking forward to that. And now I've got some work for hire stuff that I'm working on that I can't really talk about just because that, that hasn't come out yet. But as a matter of fact, right now, before we go, there's a Kickstarter going called Lou Nation that I, I, I was hired to write the project. And it's going to be an eight-issue series. It's an action-adventure horror story that uh, centers in around uh, werewolves and an order called the Lunation Order. The producer and uh, creator is uh, goes by the name of Jose and a really great guy. Does a lot of variant covers and things like that. He's in the comic book business, uh, but always wanted to do his own IP. And he hired me as a writer and this is our first project together. And I'm actually, the artist on that is the artist for Inferi and the colorist is the colorist for uh, The Illusion Witch. So we've got that going on right now and that's about halfway funded.
0: Dude, that's awesome. So we got- yeah. We got issues four and five of Illusion which coming out uh June fifteenth. We've got Teacher Sucks coming up. And hopefully in October. Hopefully in October for for Teacher Sucks would be a great mm-hmm. great book to read around Halloween. Sounds like
1: and Illusiona, uh, Lunation. 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 Yeah. Lunation.
0: And we got Lunation. Yeah. Man, you got a lot. Got, got on. a lot of
1: irons in the fire. Got a lot of and that's like i said and then there's a couple of stuff a couple of things that that i can't really you know talk about just because it's not out yet but um i am doing another project with sajad shah who i did pray for angels with and that's his his book that's his creation i just you know he brought me on to write the story so yeah man a few few things in the fire hopefully people will uh will pick it up you know in the stores we'll hit up kickstarter and you know we'll see we'll see what happens <laughs> yeah uh, where's the
0: best place our listeners can find your stuff, follow you, see where some of these updates are coming out at?
1: Um, so you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Ruben the Writer. That's R U B E N, so not like the sandwich. And uh, and yeah, I'm, that, I'm pretty relevant there. And uh, I think on both social medias, I have a link tree that could lead you back to my Facebook if you want to follow me on Facebook. But I'm I'm mostly you know active on Instagram and Twitter.
0: Nice. So if you're listening, hit up Ruben. On Twitter, read The Illusion, which issues one through three were amazing. Get ready for four and five
1: coming out June 15th. And Issue one will come out June 15th. Oh, store. issue
0: one's coming out June yeah.
1: yeah, issue four and five, they're in production right now. Andrea's working on them. So we'll probably have those probably like around August, September. All right, so
0: mark your calendars. June 15th, issues one, August and September will begin four and five. And in between all those issues, you can keep listening to the Bob and Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Hit us up on Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter for all the things that you want to hear about on our podcast. Let us know what your thoughts on the illusion witch. Definitely let Ruben know your thoughts Please. on Illusion Witch. And until next time, bada boom. Bada
1: boom.